0: Welcome to the Faithful and True Podcast. Today we have a special uh, podcast that we want to take you back in time and uh, present a legacy podcast featuring Dr. Mark Laser. Uh, A question that Mark used to uh, get quite often from the wives of men that come here is, why is my husband a sex addict?
1: Absolutely. So
0: in this particular podcast, Mark's going to be talking about those contributing factors that would lead someone into using sexuality as a coping strategy.
1: Today, uh, Randy, we're going to talk about what I think is uh, one of the number one most frequently asked questions around here, particularly for the spouses of, uh, in our case, the men who have been unfaithful or who are addicted. And that question is why? Well, a very uh, poignant but uh, but brief uh, and impactful question. Yeah, it's a very brief question. And uh, one of the things that's interesting about that question is uh, if uh, the men don't really have a good answer for that, uh, the wives uh, will tend to keep asking questions about specific behaviors that they actually did. Uh, and I think underneath most questions are other questions. right? Uh, And uh, I'm really, in a way, talking both to the wives uh, today and also to the men to uh, say that we hope our show today will be slightly educational about uh, helping you figure out the why question. If you figure out the why question, it uh, really does, in fact, I think help to decrease uh, the number of questions uh, that will need to be asked as you know a couple moves into the future i think we should say that uh, debbie is going to be on the show in the future she wasn't able to be available today uh, but i think she would certainly concur that uh, answering the why question is uh, incredibly important for the men to be able to do well i
0: would imagine that in the minds of most of the wives uh, the why question so often uh, includes probably a uh, uh, a feeling of insecurity.
1: They, you know, is it something that I'm right. doing that's of your why? That's right. I think uh, I think you've you've hit hit the nail in the head there. That you know, the wise will will tend to uh, wonder, as you said, uh, is it something wrong with me? Uh, am I inadequate? Am I? Uh, not pretty enough? Am I not uh, sexual enough? Am I not a nice enough, good enough person? Uh, it must be something wrong with me. you no longer finding it. Right. Uh, yeah, otherwise, why would you be on the internet uh, looking at pictures, or why in some of our cases would you be out there uh, finding other sexual partners? So uh, it's really uh, incredibly important to, to explain that addiction for sure goes back way before the relationship started. So uh, this is not a show today about disclosure. We have talked about that before, and uh, we have uh, a, uh, an article on this on our website. Uh, but <clears throat> one of the reasons why in clo- uh, disclosure is so valuable is it does help the average spouse see that uh, the why question or where this started actually goes back long before uh, the man uh, met his wife, and uh, th- that that's probably not a bad place to begin today in terms of trying to answer the why.
0: I think that an understanding uh, in the wife's eyes, uh, or in her mind, understanding that this issue uh, preceded her coming into the husband's life, uh, I'm, I'm sure that that Temper[s] some of the intensity of, of the hurt that she's experiencing.
1: Yeah, I think that's oftentimes a, a, a one of the results. One of the powerful things that happens after disclosure is that the wife does see that this is an illness, this is a, a disease, this is an addiction. It's not uh, nearly as much about her as it is about you know the uh, dysfunction. That uh, the husband brings into the relationship.
0: You know, I, I that last statement reminded me of last week's show, and I want to also I want to put in a little sidebar comment here uh, from a technical aspect. Last week, uh, for the first time in uh, six months worth of podcasts, we had some uh, technical difficulties with having Dr. Daniel Amen on the phone, and and mm-hmm. I'm uh, in listening back to the show, I could identify those uh, those. Uh, Issues uh, we have now uh, ironed out, and uh, when we have future guests on via telephone, I don't anticipate we'll have that same problem. But the uh, the point that Dr. Amon was making uh, and that you reinforced is once a brain scan has been done on a person, the woman has a greater empathy right. for her husband because she sees that mm-hmm. th- there
1: is uh, some uh,
0: neurochemistry behind this problem.
1: Well, let's start with uh, the neurochemistry part. And you're right. A lot of times when we've sent uh, men out to have their brain scan, we see that uh, there are some diagnosable uh, mental health issues. Um, uh, I was referring to a study that we did with a group of uh, our alumni from the workshops that we do, about 100 of them, that Uh, demonstrated without a doubt that that virtually 50% of all the men who have diagnosable sex addiction when they come here for the workshop, they also have diagnosable attention deficit disorder, or as we call it today, uh, uh, ADHD, uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So um, there are some you know mental health factors that can obviously predispose an individual uh to use uh the neurochemistry that happens with sexual arousal as a way of uh trying to medicate their own uh, attention issues their own anxiety their own depression and uh, that is one of the places we actually need to start looking you know for the why question
0: because yeah because it can uh have such a strong effect on the why
1: That's right so we have any number of cases, for example, where the men are struggling with uh, going to sleep at night, which is one of the symptoms of uh, possibly one of the symptoms of ADD, and uh, they learn that uh, self-touching, self-soothing, uh, genital touching uh, is is medicating in a way, and those patterns can start as early as even five, six, seven, eight years old. Uh, So some of the guys that have chronic problems with uh, masturbation or self-soothing that way, uh, the why question really starts with their own self-discovery about how they were medicating their uh, ADD, for example. Also, uh, some of the men, if they struggle with anxiety, let's say they grow up in uh, chaotic homes, uh, homes that were not particularly safe, perhaps there was... Uh, physical abuse or emotional abuse or sexual uh, abuse of some sort, uh, they uh, maybe also learn that looking at pornography and the sexual high, the sexual arousal, the adrenaline and the dopamine that are attached to that uh, can have a very profound medicating effect on uh, the chaos in which they're living. So, um, A lot of the men when they are young they are uh, rather lonely, they're not getting the uh, nurture and attention from one or both of their parents that they uh, absolutely need, as we all do. And uh, they they learn that uh, again the the high, the adrenaline that uh, sexual arousal produces uh, can be a relief for loneliness. So when we uh, when we tend to think about these factors, we think about associations that are actually uh, neurochemically, therefore neurologically, wired into the brain. Uh, Back in the early days of our field, Dr. Uh, Patrick Carnes called this the arousal template, meaning uh, how sexual high is uh, associated with the relief of some emotional state. Uh, I think I've talked about this before on the show, but when I was 11 years old and saw my first pornography uh, I know I was a very lonely uh, boy I I had a lot of self-doubts, a lot of uh, shame, I had a lot of questions about uh, being attractive or not attractive and uh, when the sexual high of seeing my first pornographic image uh, came into my brain it began to wire a connection between the uh, relief of that loneliness and uh, pornography. So, uh, looking at pornographic images at that point became, uh, the arousal template. And then later on in life, say you're 30, 40, 50 years old and you feel lonely. One of the things your brain remembers is how it's neurologically wired. And, uh, the temptation there will be to look at, uh, pornographic images again, because your brain remembers that that's a, uh, at least temporary solution to the emotional feelings you're having. The comfort that you receive from that. That's right. Yeah. Now, there are other associations that are drawn. Uh, some of the men, for example, we were uh, dealing with a couple of these situations this past week here in our, our counseling practice. Uh, several of the men had uh, very uh, distant, perhaps alcoholic, perhaps even deceased fathers And uh, somewhere along the way, uh, one of the guys I was talking to yesterday was eight years old. Uh, He moved to a new city. Uh, He felt very alone. His dad was uh, an airline pilot, so was uh, frequently gone. Uh, He finally found a friend. Uh, He uh, was invited to the friend's house for the proverbial sleepover. Uh, This eight-year-old friend of his had an 18-year-old brother And the 18-year-old brother came in in the middle of the night and started to sexually molest uh, the man that I was talking to. And this experience happened four or five times until such a point as he uh, decided, you know, quite rightly not to have any more sleepovers with that friend. Although he was never able to talk about it with his own father or mother. Uh, So he grows up, and while he does basically perceive that he is attracted to women... Uh, there's a part of his brain that when he's lonely for the attention of men, uh, his brain has wired into it uh, the association that uh, sexual activity with a man is one of the ways to get the attention of a man. So in his case, he started going to bookstores uh, where videos are shown and uh, sexual connections with other men are made. And now he's wondering whether he's gay or what, and uh, uh we talked about the fact that uh he seems to be completely oriented to women, but he still has this association that's kind of locked in his brain so if his wife is coming in and doing disclosure and he's talking about all this same sex activity, she's going to be asking the question why?" Well, you know the why question goes back to uh, a very lonely 8-year-old boy who was missing his father quite a bit and found out that he could get the attention of an older boy by participating in uh, sexual activity. So uh, these these uh, connections, and they're literally neurologically wired into the brain, uh, are one of the first places where we look for uh, the why. So far we've talked about the fact that uh, a lot of times, for a lot of the men, associations are built into their brain that, uh, equate uh, sexual arousal, the high, uh, the neurochemical high that's produced in the brain when we experience sexual arousal, and uh, using that neurochemical response to self medicate ADD, self medicate anxiety, self medicate depression. And the association of that medication actually gets wired as a connection into the brain. It's what we call the arousal template. And that's something that we uh, take with us into our adult life. So um, let's say that you know one of our um, uh, people that we're working with is experiencing stress or loneliness or some kind of distance in the marriage. The distance in the marriage did not cause the addiction, but the distance in the marriage may trigger the man into the memory of what was the associated cure back when he was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. So... Uh, what we need to work on and obviously one of the things we do work on here in our program is how to break those connections and more importantly i think how to create new and healthier connections
0: so how when you're working with one of the spouses or when deb is working with one of the spouses how widespread is uh her explanation of why what you know just uh, how many because i 'm sure that every situation from individual to individual, the why has a different has a different answer
1: well, a different answer in the sense that there are different stories uh, different stories perhaps of uh, sexual exposure, uh, sexual uh, arousal for the first time, sexual abuse in some cases that creates sexual arousal that also creates association so it really uh, a lot of the a lot of the wives want to know why like right away they want to know why like today and it may take the men uh, a certain amount of time uh, in retracing their steps and understanding their history to be able to explain some of those associations
0: sure and so I'm sure that the answer can be as unique to an individual as it as it is the uniqueness of their personal story.
1: That is right. So every every story is a little different. But I will say this, that uh, at our workshops, for example, we do uh, a very extensive uh, exercise in a man's personal history. And uh, I've always found that uh, as I sit in on those personal history exercises, by the end of uh, the man's presentation of that history, I can pretty much answer the why question for them. And uh, hopefully then I can teach it to them and... And also in couples counseling, we can help the wife understand that, again, this is not about her. This is about... Uh, a much older history that the man brings into the marriage. I I
0: think that's a great point for you to be making uh, in reference to, we've got a number of men that are out there listening to our program on a weekly basis. And we're starting to see some really encouraging results with men coming to our intensive men's workshops after hearing you talk on the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, just a, a brief explanation, like you just said, I think is enlightening uh, in providing some answers, not only
1: for the spouse but for the man himself, why am I experiencing all of this? Yeah, that's right. So, uh, I think uh, the "why" question is important. Uh, maybe we're we're being too uh, uh, hard on the wives a little bit. Now, uh, it's very important for the men to know why, so they they can understand the connections, associations that uh, the meanings that they're making, and uh, it helps them. Uh, get directed to make new meanings, new associations, new connections. And that's all part of the discipline of recovery and accountability as they move into the future.
0: A great point, because when men come to us for help, they com- they don't come to us knowing the answers. They're seeking the answers. And so, um, you know, I always find it... Um, As you view these couples making great progress um, over time uh, to see them both come to a new understanding of how the man's personal history impacted his his issues with sexual purity and his wife's um, empathy for the situation seems to grow the more that she learns about Mm -hmm. his history
1: yeah that that can be uh, actually very true so Uh, There's a couple other quick things that I wanted to talk about today before we run out of time here, Randy. One of them is um, not all the men that come have some of these associations that go back to their childhood. Uh, uh, One of the things we've learned since particularly, I think, the uh, introduction in our culture of the Internet is that uh, the Internet in and of itself, television, video games, uh, has created a certain culture of uh, boredom, I think. Uh, we have so much uh, stimulation, so much uh, need to have new things in our life and you know every year there's a new phone, there's a new game, there's a new show in uh, every you know period of time over the internet, there's new capabilities of uh, doing things on the internet. Uh, one of the effects of that is that the internet, I think, has created uh, you know a lot of need within a lot of people uh, for stimulation. And uh, one of the why questions for some of the men that come to us is that uh, pornographic pursuits or sexual pursuits, because they do carry with them, in terms of sexual arousal, a certain amount of uh, uh, adrenaline, uh, becomes one of the ways that the men medicate their boredom. So, we 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 are seeing a greater number of men these days that that don't necessarily have you know all of the provocative histories in the past but you know they're in jobs that are boring so their jobs involve them using the computer uh their jobs are not challenging to them anymore they're they're searching for stimulation so even uh in the midst of work time uh there are pop-ups that come or a friend of theirs sends an email and the email says check this out and uh, uh, when they check it out, it happens to be a sexually provocative type of uh, website or whatever it is. Uh, what I'm talking about now is the why question is I, I think uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, 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 byproduct of the, the rapid pace and all the new uh, stuff in our culture, and uh, m- uh, a lot of men are needing... Uh, to bring a lot of new stimulation into their life, and that's the why question for them. Uh, And in that case, uh, the internet has been referred to as the crack cocaine of sexual addiction because, you know, some of the images, some of the videos, some of the uh, connections even uh, through social media that can be uh, introduced through the internet are really like crack. Uh, If you've been Kind of lonely or bored for 30 years, and your high school girlfriend contacts you on social media and says, I've been thinking about you every day for the last 30 years, you know, that's quite a high. And uh, uh, a lot of men have a hard time resisting uh, really what is in effect the uh, neurochemical high of that kind of experience. Uh, just like cocaine can get a person addicted from the first dose. Uh, some of the the sexual websites and sexual connections on the internet can get a person pretty hooked in and addicted almost right away. So that's another why factor that we have to look at. There's one other thing that I want to mention, and that is that um, I think every why question uh, contains a certain set of emotions that a man is dealing with. And For him to answer the why question, I think he does have to understand that he's anxious or sad or lonely, or um, in almost every case that I deal with, he's angry at something. Um, Angry at God, angry at himself, angry at the world, angry at culture, and, you know, let's be honest, perhaps angry at uh, his spouse. So, uh, not necessarily because the spouse is a bad, terrible person, just, you know, an addict, you know, brings, you know, an incredible amount of unhealthy expectations into a marriage. And, uh, when those expectations aren't met, it creates anger and anger creates entitlement and entitlement leads to, you know, sinful behavior. So it's incredibly important for, for all the men that we work with to understand their feelings and to be able to talk honestly about them, even the, uh, the feelings of anger. So, uh, as we close today, uh, let me just say that uh I really encourage the listeners to uh take the time that they need to uh understand their history, uh to understand the connections and associations that they've that they've perhaps made even since they were children, to understand some of the ways that they might be bored or lonely or angry today. And uh, uh the good news of all of this is uh that, you know, Paul was right when he wrote in Romans twelve two uh, we we don 't need to be conformed to the ways of this world, but we can uh, be uh, renewed through the transformation of our of our mind, so that even if our brain carries inside of it meanings, connections associations, we know that through discipline, through healthy behavior, through healthy relationships, we can build healthy connections in the brain. And uh, we can renew our mind by overriding all the old messages, the old connections. Uh, healthy relationships with your spouse, healthy relationships with other men. Uh, this is all going to transform your mind, teach you new meanings, and uh, you'll get rid of all of that old associations that, is, that are bringing up all of that old sinful behavior
0: thank you very much for listening there again was a legacy podcast featuring dr mark laser our founder for those of you that are out there and listening to mark's message for the wives uh, this is a a good time to recommend that you visit our our website faithfulandtrue.com where you'll find many resources regarding this subject until we join you again we thank you for watching and we hope that this coming week will be a week for you that's filled with many blessings and with great vision.